0: we
1: number 21 of The Infinite Backlog, a chronological tour of the best and most noteworthy Marvel comics. I'm so sorry for that energy, but that sound just sort of came out, and that's how we're starting today. Hey, we never apologize for our energy. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm the weird energy guy. I'm Andy the brooding bestial primitive. Bestial? 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 How do you say that word? I don't know. With Uh, me are my co-hosts. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I thought we were doing etymology. So, I don't actually know uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get there. What I always thought was pronounced bestiary is bestiary, so it, it could be bestial. Yeah, but okay bestiary go is wait, for sure the pronunciation. Is it really called
0: bestiary? Why is it called yeah. bestiary? Like because it's the best?
1: I don't know. Latin's dumb. Yeah, Latin's dumb. Uh, but hey, uh, with me as you, as usual are my wonderful co-hosts Shane, the Poltroon, the Craven Recreant. <laughs> <laughs> Now that's an energy we might need to apologize for. <laughs> <laughs> and Rory, the monumental traitor to the Star Sailing Kree. Yeah, I'll take it, as always. <laughs> I just take it. Rory, just do you have accepts. a battle cry, Rory? Yeah, it's like. Yeah, what's your energy today? Well, is do we want my energy or my battle cry? Because I'm not battle cry mode, but I will tell you the battle cry. Oh, what is it? Hey, watch your back, Buster, or else you're going to get cry chopped. Straight, <gasps> straight up and down, <laughs> straight up and down, karate chop. I'm just imagining like a lineup of heroes going like for Asgard or whatever. And you're just in <laughs> the beside going like, hey, watch your back, buddy, because uh... <laughs> you're about to get karate chopped. Hey, so today we are following the Avengers and Spider-Man. And these issues are from July 1971 to January of 1972. And you guys are going to like the stuff that happened during this time frame. i tell you what. Do we? Mm hmm. So. During this time, the Libertarian Party is founded. <laughs> we know how much we love Libertarians. We've met, we met some Libertarians, these issues. Yeah, we do. Uh, D.B. Cooper parachutes off a plane holding $200,000 and is never seen again. And <laughs> this one is just for Shane. Walt Disney World opens.
0: Yeah, it does. Oh, that's way Fuck less interesting yeah. than D.B. Cooper. The I, mystery. I knew that the, one. Was mis- the Greatest American <laughs> well, okay, Mystery. October 1st. I- <laughs> It is, it is October first,
1: nineteen seventy-one. Yep, <laughs> I had to. I had to give Shane a little treat, and your treat is DB Cooper, and that's also a treat for all of us because if you've watched the uh, the trailers for the Loki show that they're putting out, uh, Loki is heavily implied uh, during his his weird like time traveling escapades during this show to to uh, be DB Cooper. Oh, that's fine. Yes, uh, I watched a little doc on DB Cooper. This feels like kind of an odd qualifier for the fbi because i don't know how common uh skyjackings are it feels like a pretty rare <laughs> crime right but I, right. I guess they were like pretty thoroughly embarrassed because it was the only unsolved skyjacking mm. but usually it's easy to solve them because where are you gonna go you're in an airplane you know what i mean yeah like... you land and when you land you have people there <laughs> 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 yeah but like didn't he like jump out over like oregon or something into the forest and they just never yeah. found him uh, I mean, they assume he died probably, but no. who knows? He had, a, he, he had a parachute. He did have a parachute. He most likely didn't die because they found they recovered some buried money by the Columbia River, uh, mm-hmm. which
0: mm-hmm. could
1: have been like, like so the money was given to him in like a large sort of like comically huge bank bag. <laughs> with Maybe a dollar sign on it. <laughs> well, yeah. And so and, and it was sort of an attempt to thwart his plan to jump off with uh, the money. Right. Cuz well you got, he's got a, he's got an open sack full of cash and he dropped a shit ton. This yeah, this will be the easiest solved skyjacking ever. <laughs> he's going to have a bag with a dollar sign on it. <laughs> but that appears to be buried treasure from T.B. Cooper.
0: I've never heard that until this moment.
1: Oh wow, you should look it up. It's a really it's a really interesting I did thing. while you
0: were talking. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> did you say you hadn't heard of DB Cooper? No, not ever oh wow it's awesome yeah, in for,
1: you're in for a fun ride and you are too listener but well this is this is not a db cooper podcast strangely enough uh not to police our content if we wanted to talk about db <laughs> cooper for a half hour and then just say also we read some comics bye i'd be okay with that yeah but we, i do it would be fun to be like oops it was just a db cooper <laughs> episode let's start with uh let's start with spider-man i i want to just qualify this we read four issues of spider-man And I only included these because they seemed like fun. Because when I saw the covers, they had Spider-Man with four extra arms. And that seemed like a fun thing to drop in on. (laughs) Turns out it was kind of fun. It was kind (laughs) of fun. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of a dumb explanation, but he's basically like, I want to pop the question to Gwen. Gwen. And I don't feel like I can be a married man and also Spider Man. I feel like that's going to suck. So I guess I'll just make an untested potion to turn my, to get rid of my own powers. I bet that'll go great. And uh, just in time for Spider Man issue 100, uh, he takes the potion and has this horrible like dream sequence (laughs) and then wakes up with more arms. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Now, it it does feel a little odd because. if he can concoct some potion, he does call it a potion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if he can concoct some potion that's going to have a reasonable chance of, like, affecting him, you know, radioactively, biologically, whatever, could he not come up with some kind of, you know, radioactive approximation for his own blood to test it on? Yeah. You'd think that he would just pull out his own blood and maybe try that, like, in a beaker or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The 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 bar for science in comics is really low. Oh, I mean, it's we so spend, bad. We spend this whole four issue thing with him talking about uh needing to make a potion that's going to turn blue cuz that's how you know it's going to work. <laughs> is that it'll be blue. <laughs> I did I did the numbers. All my math says a blue potion heal me. So we just got to keep fucking
0: around until it's blue. You can show it on TV then, too, if it's blue. Oh,
1: you, you mean like Maxi pad commercials? What are we doing?
0: I just feel like Spider-Man was on TV, and so that's why he wanted his potion to be blue.
1: Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call there, Shane. <laughs> I got to tell you, my favorite line... Uh, maybe during the entire like all ten issues that we read to, uh this week, my favorite line comes from Spider-Man, and I think this is probably just like again like that time difference and like vernacular being different. You know, kind of like how we make fun of those uh, Batman and Joker talking about boners. But at one point, Spider-Man says like he's 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 getting used to having eight appendages, and he's flying through the air, and he goes. <laughs> I'm gaining a bit more muscle control over these excess members of mine. (laughs) (laughs) Members. I don't know. Does he have six dicks now? Like, I I just, I I don't know. I mean, excess members of mine. I I mean, I I get it. Yeah. You get it in context, but I've never heard an old person talk about his members. Like... Nor do, not, Please, nor do I want to. Please, old people listening, I, never do that. I only, I only mean it's like th- there's some antiquated speech that I buy, and I, I don't know that I buy this. This kind of feels like a weird dick joke. Yeah, it's very odd. But, uh, but I did, I did sort of have a double take when I read the word members because because I'm on high alert for dick for dick drops. <laughs> well, I don't know. As a person who has definitely in the past read some, like, you know racy fantasy with you know (laughs) with with the the flowery language that they tend to use to obfuscate medical terms you know member is a pretty it's pretty high usage i guess on the chart for the penis they like saying member because it feels i don't know more sensual it's like saying manhood
0: no it's because people it's because people are like weird about using other words for it right so there's like a Mm -hmm. scale Right. Yes. You yes. say you have to say someone's member when you're trying to be kind of like PG and you uh-huh. don't want to be too dirty because whenever you say like fat cock like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that immediately puts you in NC-17 territory.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad I always hit the explicit tag when I upload these <laughs> because it means we're free to say fat cock on our podcast and we can kind of be OK with it. Um. <laughs> I, I, i'd be re- i'd be really interested shane in you putting together like a, a graded list of like from member to hard cock
0: <laughs> like like
1: all the all the terms for peen from from pg to nc 17 i would I'll like make it in, i risk. would like it in kind of like a social graces format where you explain mm. the situation where <laughs> the various <laughs> words are appropriate Oh yeah, you like yeah, like a like some sort of old timey etiquette book. Like in yeah. this, <laughs> in you know, when when having tea with your with your aunts and uncles, you may use the term member.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, now I'm from Sweet Savannah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, there's also a vampire Jared Leto's here. <laughs>
0: I can't.
1: Jared Leto's character who's supposed <laughs> still getting a movie at some point. Thank you, Sony. The Michael Morbius, Morbius the Living Vampire. It's uh, it's his first appearance here. And it's I don't know, underwhelming, right? Fairly. Um I enjoyed the stuff with the lizard. His um uh I guess gets angry the Hulk style turns into lizard. Um yeah. but then Morbius drinks his blood and, and uh that sort of messes with the dynamic of the lizard. And I thought that was kind of fun. And also yeah. a good way to uh, preface how we're going to get Spider-Man's arms redacted.
0: Yeah,
1: True, true. While presenting an interesting, like, current problem. Like, now he has to deal with a sometimes ally, sometimes lizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's it. actually, there's a fun piece of art. Like, there's a fun panel where he's like, oh, man, I just, I'm like halfway between Connors and the lizard. It's weird. I'm like... Flesh colored, but I still have scales. And it's like, yeah, it is kind of unsettling. Like and he's his... moping about it. And <laughs> yeah. <it's... laughs> I'm ugly. ugly. <laughs> I'm so ugly. I want to be the hot one armed <laughs> man again. <laughs> it is nice. Uh, I like I like that Spider-Man in these times of like weird body horror. He always has one phone number to call and it's Doc Connors who's like <laughs> forever indebted to him for helping him out with his lizard problem. So he's like, hey, it's Spider Man. I'm on the phone. You got a place where I can hang out? And he's like, yeah, dude, I got property down in Florida or whatever. He's like, sick. I have body problems. So <laughs> I'm gonna go deal with my body problems at your house. I don't know. It's 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 nice. It's a good way to get Doc Connors back, who I enjoy. Well, and the way it's phrased too is a little funny. He's like, I can never refuse, you know, your your ask, you know, your uh you're asking for aid. Which also makes it sort of, it sort of semi implies he'd rather not just like give his family house in the Southamptons to Spider-Man to run around being spooky. And <laughs> he's like, yeah, fuck, dude, you're really overreaching with this life debt. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to talk about really fast is, is Michael Morbius, we're told is a, he's a, I mean, we, we kind of see his origin, right? Like we're told that he is a Nobel prize winner who's got some sort of like genetic blood disorder that's going to kill him. And so him and his partner are like working on spooky electro, ele- like, like electroshock therapy, science, whatever, to cure him. And I guess also like at the same time and involved with the electroshock therapy, they're like milking bats. Uh, they need like <laughs> juice of bat, like bat extract. They need bat juice. It's really unclear why the bats are there.
0: Yeah. Well, the bats are there to turn him into a spooky vampire, Andy. Well,
1: exactly. Yes. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> The bats have no reason other than to make him a vampire, Uh, which I'm there for. But it is a little strange. It's like, yes, we'll save my blood disorder with electroshock therapy and extract of bat. That's uh, that's basically Spider-Man.
0: Wait, before before we move away from Spider-Man, I have to talk about how the so the last one we read, like the double the double length, double feature creature feature Mm -hmm. mumbo jumbo thing going on. So the there's really fun the way the art style changes between the Mobius parts and like the lizard parts, because I know that I've mm. talked about this before. How Spider Man kind of has this like soft feel to him, but like the lizard has this like soft boy feel to him too. So you know he's not a bad guy. Oh yeah, guy, Doc right? Connors is a is a, is a is a sweetie pie. Yeah. Yeah, but even as the lizard, he like he, he has like this cute like little kawaii moment that I'm gonna yeah. drop into the Discord. But he has like a whole there's like a whole thing where I was like, oh look, he's like a cute little lizard boy. He's a tiny little he's a tiny little lizard. <laughs> like look at his cute little like. Oh yeah yeah we get saved yeah. Aww. See his cute yeah. little lizard face yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like oh I'm so mad bro. <laughs> <laughs> I fight Spider Man and he's like oh, you're a villain, but not that bad. No, it's very fun. I, I mean, we're supposed to still like Doc Connors. I, I'm sure that the art is trying to do that. I hadn't really noticed, though. So, you know. But that's, but that's me. I don't, I don't have those sorts of eyeballs. We've got Shane's eyeballs here for that. So thank you. Take you for your good eyeballs. <laughs> You've got those great balls. Um, uh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The rest of this podcast will now be about the kree Scroll War plotline that we're reading in the <laughs> Avengers. So uh, I thought
0: you were say balls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, we can't. We can't do that. This is we can't go over every bit of plot in this because they have jam packed this so fat with so much stuff going on, and I, I for once that has not stood in my way of enjoying it. I actually really enjoyed reading this. I thought it was yeah. a lot of fun and really high stakes. I thought that the, so it, it has sort of returned to uh, a sixties, you know, um, amount of, of dialogue, which is to say a ton. Yeah. And that did drag down to me this like sweeping gonzo plot. Cause there was just so much reading involved that was like I just kind of wanted to enjoy this wild ride and felt like I agree. you know, I was sort of belaboring all these pages. yeah, it is it is a you know, it's when they do stuff like this it it does sort of underscore the uh just the staggering amount of art that has to be produced when you're putting something like this out monthly. Mm-hmm. I loved there is a what is it three page, four page spread. The uh, this is skipping ahead, but not
0: really. Oh, the, t- it's the all,
1: countdown moment. The countdown pages were awesome. Yeah, yeah yes. and, it re- and, and it was, and it finally went into this sort of abstract. Like, I didn't really understand why the Avengers, when the Avengers got there and what they were, and why and how. Mm-hmm. The Avengers arrive at the evil castle. Like, I can kind of follow the, the sci fi or fantasy beat of what is going on. Yeah, and I really like the art from those pages, they're really cool. Yeah, I mean if I was to try and like really succinctly, I don't know if I can, but describe the the sort of order of events of what happens here, I mean, we're dealing with uh you know, I mean the sentry just showed up at the end to like attack everybody. Mm-hmm. And so the sentry and Ronan, uh the accuser have shown up here to, to to you know, to cause a whole bunch of bad shit. They're in a scary jungle. Yeah. Yeah, they like have this secret secret jungle. Secret jungle. Secret jungle. Secret jungle in in like Alaska, which ooh, a jungle in Alaska. How fantasy and wild. <laughs> Ronan wants to like de-evolve Earth. He wants to capture Marvel. They they like escape. Like he ends up I I'm kind of going through the whole plotline really fast, right? So like he escapes having captured Marvel and uh Wanda and Pietro. And they run off into space. Meanwhile, we're also realizing that the Skrulls are here, and the Skrulls have attacked the Kree homeworld, and there's this huge war going on. And so, like, Marvel is like, "Oh shit, there's a big war. I should be fighting in it." But then also, the Skrulls are on Earth, and. Uh, a sort of decade long plot thread finally comes back home where if you guys remember from the very first episode of our podcast where we the the fantastic four turned the the scroll invaders into three cows
0: yes those cows come back <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a what a callback
1: i did not even put that together i thought it was just some sort of scroll illusion oh man no yeah, it was them, like, it was the ones that they had, like, forced to transform into cows and, like, live their lives as cows. <laughs> 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 and so, yeah, they come back. Uh, there's, like, the plot about, like, the Cree trying to attack Earth finally becomes public knowledge because some, like, bystanders leak it to the press. And so now everyone is doing this, like, un-American activities committee, like, analog with the uh the alien activities committee and everyone's like accusing everyone else of being aliens and uh then the scrolls like poses the avengers and fire some of the other avengers yeah uh it, it's pr- pretty crazy uh it all sort of builds up to this huge confrontation that's like i mean, I mean we, we're still two issues from the end of the story right there's mm-hmm. still, so we'll finish this up next week but uh the super scroll is here and it just it, it everything goes crazy it's it's wild like i don't even know like we've we've wrapped the inhumans in on it now too right for reasons that sort of surpass understanding i guess
0: well the 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 scroll is basically like the inhumans are too powerful and i have to kill them immediately right and so the the, the scroll themselves Like wrap up the Inhumans into it. I I would guess
1: this is sort of a Protean version of what what kind of become later known as the you know the Marvel events where uh, Mm -hmm. they probably have some data that these like sort of giant everybody in one comic things are great for sales and they want to do it, but they haven't really they haven't earned it at all. Like they have to they've sort of they get in the practice of you know earning it with these sort of grand sweeping yeah uh, cross issue storylines later right i think depending on how you want to define a marvel or a comic event i think that some people define the kree scroll war as the first one it definitely is but it is missing the a lot of the the gravitas i guess of later ones like this is just a bunch of people showing up and saying that it's very dangerous Yeah, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and and it becomes a little hard to follow. I think because they're trying to put so much in. And that was when I started having a little more fun because, like I said, it was there was a lot of text for a story that was incomprehensible to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Although we have we did skip over um Hank Pym going into Indivision's body. Well, that's that. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. It's sort of inconsequential, but it is the coolest part. It's really cool because it's a really you know. basic sci-fi plot. But because we've spent this time with the vision, I was really, and because he's not human, but he's Mm -hmm. human-ish, I was genuinely pretty engaged by what's going on in his, you know, in his skin. Yeah. It was
0: a really cool imagining of like how the inner parts of his body work, right? It's visually quite
1: interesting. And uh, there's a, there's an amazing panel right at the beginning of it before, like when, Because at this point, Hank, Hank Pym, uh, who I guess, is he going by Ant-Man now? He was Goliath. Then he was Yellow Jacket. Is he Ant-Man? I'm not really (laughs) sure. I I don't. I have no idea what's going on here. They explain it. They say there's been some sort of original Avengers, you know, group meeting. And so he shows up as Ant-Man. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He shows up in his original costume because I guess, yeah, that's like, well, by the by the bylaws of the Avengers, I got to show up when you call the original Avengers. I got to get in my old costume. <laughs> <laughs> he has a really cute line. It's the only time I laughed in these issues. He's flying around inside Fish and he's like, boy, after Janny, you're my favorite. Miss little backpack, you're my favorite. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so pleased with his little backpack. God, he's such a goofball. But no, I was going to say right when he's he shows up and he's like well we got to figure out what's wrong with vision he showed up really hurt and we don't know why so i'm gonna go inside him and when he announces that he's gonna go in it's in this like page wide you know widescreen panel that is drawn so well it like it like surprised me because the close-up on vision's face yes the close-up on vision's face as he's like because ant-man is drawn small standing on like his lips or whatever and we see the avengers sort of leaning in, in the background and we see vision's face very big and the 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 details that they added and the sort of fidelity with which they drew everything really do sort of convey the the different scope of like now we're small looking at giant people with like terrifying details like we can almost see their pores <laughs> another thought part that i thought was pretty funny was when all of the avengers are kind of like dick measuring about who knows the most about hearts <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting that you know there is still this like division between like the original Avengers and the newer Avengers um, because I find the original ones so much less interesting right now because it's like who who are they? They're they're Thor, uh, Iron Man, Captain America, and I guess you could say Ant Man and the Wasp, but like they just seem like these three I don't know just big dudes who don't have that much going on. They got and yet- daddy energy in these in these comics or in these issues. Yeah, they-
0: They just, like, show up and they just, like, stand there and don't actually do anything. Yeah. And meanwhile,
1: you know, we've got this, like, really intense drama going on where, like, wanda and vision are clearly in love with each other but vision is like having big hangups about like a, a robot dating a human and is like well i guess a mutant or whatever you want if you want to draw any lines there right uh it's
0: like a futurama episode
1: yeah it's like oh man there's like really interesting stuff going on there and then we've got like pietro and wanda sort of having this like nobody looks out for us we should stick together brother and sister kind of thing and like i don't know everybody's got more interesting dynamics in this newer group and the older group is like Hi, I'm Captain America. It's like I ah, fuck you, man. <laughs> and uh Clint Barton is gigantic and I didn't know yes, anything about is. that. I had no idea that was a part of the the yeah. old comics. Yes. Yes. Hawkeye when when <laughs> when Hank Pym gives up the uh the Goliath name and stops turning into Big Boy, he he allows Clint Barton to start drinking his potions and become big instead of him.
0: <laughs> He's so hot. Let's Clint. let's talk about how freaking hot Goliath is. <laughs> Just like red. Oh, and he's
1: he's so ready to fly off the handle with a righteous <laughs> anger
0: because <laughs> he's he's
1: huge and he does have a line about how he's going to go fuck an entire jungle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yes. I actually <laughs> my favorite my favorite part so far in this story has been when uh, Ronan has all these heroes captured on his ship and he sees Wanda and Vision struggling against their affections for each other and like having all this drama. And it cuts over to Ronan's face and he's like, loving the drama it's like oh this is my favorite part this is my favorite fucking tv show <laughs> yeah. mm, this is worth it just so that i can watch this oh it's baby. like he destroys he, he he destroys planets just for this just for the drama that comes
0: on the <laughs> yeah. way there
1: just for a morsel yes. of tasty gas. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There's there were a lot of really fun moments, but like they seem in my head really disconnected because I don't feel like, you know, it's kind of what we were talking about. The issues are written as a fucking mess. But yes, there's a lot of highlights within them. I think that what they figure out, I think what Marvel figures out eventually, and I don't know that I love this format, but like uh, event comics usually have like a new comic that's titled The Event. Right. Mm -hmm. So like the Civil War event, for instance, has a comic called Civil War. I think it has 12 issues because I think the Mm -hmm. event lasted like a year that you can read alone. And it kind of has the like most impactful moments inside of it, like the sort of main central little bits of plot. You get a sense you're missing a lot of the side information because you're not reading the tie ins or whatever. But you could just read that. Well, and for the most part, like when you, if you go check out the, um, Now, I don't know if you were to get the individual Civil War volumes, mm-hmm. but if you get the like big Civil War, it has other shit in it, and um, right. I don't know how far back that goes, that trend, right? But the the idea of having a backbone and then tie-ins, yes, it's frustrating because it means you have to buy like way more shit if you want the full picture of the story, but it also does mean that there's less buy It gives you the option to opt out of some as well. Yes. It gives you the option to opt out and it lets them focus in to telling a story that doesn't feel like it has to wrap in k and Kang the Conqueror and whatever <laughs> everyone, all these other weird fucking people off of the sides oh. are doing and reacting to Civil War. That's cool. I If I'm reading those other titles, I want to know. Like, it's a, If there's a huge event going on, I want to know what Ant-Man is doing and reacting to it. But I don't need to if all I care about is the event and I feel like they're trying to do all of that in one here and it makes it just really cumbersome Yeah One other thing that was uh that I thought was fun is that And we and it's a spider-man thing. We didn't talk about Uh, we've been noticing these these comics as we move into the 70s getting more and more like just baldly political I really liked that after a whole issue of Spider-Man dealing with a prison riot and then someone being like, let's get you on our talk show, that – he jumps in, does a little grandstanding, and then, like, just bogarts the camera and is like, hey, by the way, though, our prisons are really crowded and we should fucking do something about it. And, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like gets up on a soapbox all of a sudden about this new issue he's suddenly passionate about.
0: Yeah, he's like, crime is everybody's problem. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, surprisingly salient, like, a,
1: not, mm-hmm. a uh, not a very conservative take on the, on the prison industrial complex. It's pretty right. pretty woke. And uh, deeply depressing that everything he said about it is still true,
0: yes. still true to this day. Fuck, it's
1: oh, it's bad. But I really I really enjoy that. You know, I mean, they're they're doing that in Spider-Man. They're obviously doing like the 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 red scare stuff in uh, in this storyline, you know, with uh, what's his name? H something. Oh, yeah. He's got a he's got a foppish name. It Chatterwalt. Something like that. Uh,
0: Chatterwalt. That's, that's his name.
1: That's not his name, but it's his name now.
0: That's officially <laughs> his name forever.
1: It's like Craddock. It's like H. H. Walter Craddock. Is that his name? I'm like completely not seeing it in my notes. It doesn't matter. We have this like stooge who's who's been put in charge of the the alien activities commission. and he's It got almost some doesn't of- matter when you're a naked reference to to Joe McCarthy. It's like, yeah, we, that's who exactly yeah, we get we get that you're McCarthy. We get it. We're we're there with you, especially in 1971. This was a few years ago. We all know what you're doing.
0: It's
1: <laughs> fine. With with all of the with all the political stuff, there was a there's. Did you guys catch this corner panel? It, it this corner note in a panel. It it gave me no end of joy. It was a scro- super <laughs> wait, scroll moment. He's about to hit wait, a button. Yeah.
0: Wait, I put it in the Discord. I oh, already did you? know. I already know what you're gonna say. I put it in the Discord. I'm so excited for you to talk about it.
1: He's gonna hit this button and it's gonna blow up a whole bunch of shit. And in the corner, there's this little note that's like, nobody asked for this note. It's clear that I don't know, maybe was it Stan? Is it Stan writing this? Stan is just he just wants to say it. And he's he it's it says, the finger on the button. In the end, will it matter if that hand is alien or green or Protestant? Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. <laughs> well <laughs> any hand on my button's good enough. <laughs> Like I get what he's saying. It's just it seems so like out of nowhere, like soapboxy. At least the other stuff has context. This is just like a note that jumps in and is like, "Does it matter if we have a Catholic president or a Protestant president?" It's like what? <laughs> <We're>, this is <laughs> this is a comic, sir. This is we, this is super scroll. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's the Stan it's the Stan Lee note, but it is sort of interjected as if uh, it's some sort of. Inner monologue from scroll Yeah, it's very odd. Though I will, I will. You gotta, you gotta appreciate that when scroll showed up, he wasn't the one to say that he had the combined powers of all the Fantastic Four. Someone else said it for him. Oh, they. It would only be worse if he said he had the proportional power of all of all four <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> and
0: ten thousand spiders.
1: Ten thousand spiders. yes the proportional strength of ten thousand spiders. <laughs>
0: Spider-Man's actually closer to having that proportional strength now with all those arms. So many arms. With all them
1: armies. The, all those extra <laughs> members. Uh, Shane, I want you to take us into the place that I like so much. This
0: is a nice, good place. <laughs> take me to the place I like. Oh, all right. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to Fuck, Mary Kill. <laughs> where you have one in the gun, one who's the bum, and one who is... <laughs> The one.
1: I think you you said no 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 it stays said...
0: it stays. <laughs> what did I say? Good. You said one say, who's what the, I... the bum. One who's uh, the bum. One, one, is the bum. <laughs> one is the bum for real. All right. So on on today's episode of Fuck Mary Kill, a podcast within a podcast within a podcast within a podcast. Yeah. I have three very very attractive men for you. Just like. <laughs> Just like three solid boys for you to lay your opinions down upon. Oh,
1: my opinions with finger clips around it.
0: <laughs> the first of those being Goliath, of course. Uh-huh. Oh, so yeah. So just a, just a big giant. Big Clint. Big Clint. Let's just call him <laughs> Big Clint, okay? Um, secondly, we're going to go with a little uh, Ant Man Yellow Jacket action. You can have you can have your okay. choice of him as Ant-Man or Yellow Jacket, But the kicker is he is small and he is inside your body. Oh, OK.
1: Yeah.
0: OK. And last but not least, we're going to go with that uh, six arm Spidey where every arm is more powerful than the last. <laughs>
1: yes, I was I was going to be sad if six arm Spidey didn't end up in here. It, 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 oh, it,
0: you know, six arm Spidey is going to be in it.
1: When deciding to throw that tiny arc in there for fun on our reading list you having him in the fuck mary kill was a non-zero part of my consideration. <laughs> I needed to t- I needed to talk about this. I don't know, so obvious obvious benefits of ant-man yellow jacket are that there are places one can only stimulate from the inside. You know what I'm saying? Uh
0: no, elaborate please.
1: Well, I don't know if I will. I want to leave that <laughs> to the imagination. <laughs> but I don't know maybe he could find you know okay the prostate Uh, I said it out loud I said said the prostate part we said the prostate part out loud we can move on but I also think that maybe there are parts of the brain that he could like find his way into to like just sort of turn on pleasure zones to just sort of like find the buttons and literally press
0: them (laughs) I just imagine him being really small running back and forth in your brain and massaging piles of goo while you're outside just being like, "Oh yeah." Yeah. Oh. 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 He's just grabbing your goo piles.
1: Rory, what are you thinking? I have to kind I think I got to go with Andy on this one. I think mm. I think I am intrigued with a fuck on Hank Pym on a Inside Boy running around. Yeah, I could do one time of, you know, it's just like doing mushrooms, right? Like I'll do, I'll, I'll, yeah. have, I'll have a weird experience. <laughs> yeah. Be that in the brain or in the downstairs, whatever, whatever he's up to. <laughs> uh, I, you kill six arms Spider-Man because Peter Parker is a trash boy and he remains <laughs> deeply unlikable <laughs> and his six arms are just not a selling point. And then you'd marry Goliath? Yeah, of course. How do you not marry Goliath? How do you not marry, you not marry the sweetie? And a man who could fuck an entire jungle. <laughs> it's a bit like, like two sides of the same coin, right? Like a man who's small enough to get inside and find the spots, but a man then who's big enough to like hold you in the palm of his hand. There's a different sort That's of right. uh, excitement there, you know? I think that, I think that you know both, both have their, uh, their benefits. I have a feeling I would not enjoy Hank Pym's Magic School Bus Adventures every day. Once, once feels fine.
0: To me. I learned this really great new move. It's called the frizzling, frizzling up inside me. Yeah.
1: Please let this be a normal field trip.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the booty hole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Shannon, I kind of want your thoughts. I'm having trouble deciding who to marry and whatnot. What are you thinking?
0: I uh, so I know that normally I kill Spider Man. I, I normally agree uh-huh. with Rory, and I normally just give Spider Man one to his dome piece to take him out, right? <laughs> oh, but Six Hands has done something for you. Yeah. The, so the Six <laughs> Arms, the Six Arms does change my mind a little bit on the situation where I feel mm-hmm. like. I, f- I feel like I I have sex with this Spider Man. Okay. I feel like mm-hmm. I sex this one. Sure. Yeah. I I sex this one. I think I kill Ant Man.
1: Yeah, because I knew you were gonna marry Goliath.
0: I'm gonna marry the <laughs> shit out of the most handsome giant man I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with you. Clint seems also like a fun guy. I like
1: Clint. He's rough around the edges, but but soft on the inside. Soft on the inside. And maybe if he can get big enough, I can be his Ant-Man and go inside and find his levers. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) You can go massage his goop.
1: (laughs) 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 God damn it. I think, yeah, I think I have to to do exactly what Rory did. I got to fuck Ant-Man. I got to marry Goliath and I got to kill Peter Parker. I have a hard time saying no to the six arms, though, because... I feel like four arms is constantly more than enough. Well, that's where you and I differ. I can never have enough <laughs> arms I'm in the bedroom. Because I'm an arm man. <laughs> I'm an arm guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to get uh, some very different shit next week, I think. We, we finish out the kree Scroll War, and we're starting Tomb of Dracula as well. Oh, yes. And- Bringing in the top dog. The number, the Michael Jordan of monsters. <laughs> Dracula is for sure the Michael Jordan of monsters, and I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. <laughs> so, so I guess everybody get ready for the Michael Jordan of monsters to arrive. It doesn't. It doesn't say in the rules a vampire can't play basketball. <laughs> oh my god. So this has been issue number twenty-one of the Infinite Backlog, and uh, in the words of Hank Pym. We've got this thermal underwear, as well as our love to keep us warm.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.